0: Been. Where did you dig up that old fossil? Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power
1: converters. That's no We're all fine here. Now thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker, and I'm Kenton Larson, and we have another episode of the Mandalorian to talk about today. But before we get there, I do want to start stop and talk about. Uh, The backlash that apparently happened last week after baby Yoda ate those frog eggs. Boy, did people, people got upset about that. What's with that? They they didn't like it being played for laughs. Okay, because he was... I think that was it. One of the fundamental problems I have with baby Yoda is that he's 50 years old, yet he still acts like a baby. I don't, I just, I don't know how that can work that way. Even though Yoda lives to be 900 years old. You know, we know that the species is long lived, but my issue is how can baby Yoda live for 50 years and not pick up how to speak and not know that it's not okay to eat eggs, right? Well, I think because the, the, the growth process
0: is so much slower than what we mere mortals would ever understand. I think that, I think that's why.
1: So, so the development of the brain does not take habit. Yeah. And I, I think that part of that has to also have to do with his memory uh because if he doesn't remember things then he has no way of learning right so there, i think there is a there is an aspect to it um so when he eats the egg it's all instinct he, he thinks that's delicious he eats it and then mando says no and then he forgets about that and he eats it again so i think there's a bit of that in play um so and people but people are upset because he was eating what amounts to babies um and maybe it's a maybe it's like a veiled um you know thing pro-choice pro-life thing or whatever maybe that's what this is all about i don't think it is but i'm just joking uh but, nah i
0: think i think today's episode um uh puts a capper on that in a way i just think uh well and we'll talk about it in a second but i think i i just think little baby yoda is a very hungry hungry little baby and will eat what you put in front of him
1: with no no worry about whether or not it's going to be poisonous or <laughs> he doesn't uh, he's no fear no when it comes to eating stuff and and if he's 50
0: okay he's 50 but he's like a newborn baby and I, and i'm guessing newborn babies probably eat like little pigs too right
1: oh yeah for sure yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. because they're trying to get they're trying to develop <laughs> they're growing yeah. they're growing yes yeah yeah it's like when, uh, my cats used to eat way more than they do now <laughs> because when they were when they're little you're like oh my god like you start you, you it's shocking to see like they're just like little vacuum cleaners and what you think is like this cat is going to be 800 pounds or something but then they uh, when they turn one, they're suddenly like, yeah, I'll eat a couple times a day. I'll do a little sleep, a little more sleeping. <laughs> like they sort of settle down a little bit. And actually, I was actually thinking about cats and baby Yoda today, just in the sense that, okay, so baby Yoda's a slow development, but with a cat, it's like every year is like something like it's probably four or five years, the equivalent of four or five years to human years. So a cat, like because a cat only li- a cat lives to what twenty years maybe, maybe if yeah. you're lucky. So maybe 20 years. So it's almost like that. So so yeah, it's about four years. We live to about 80. How many more papers does that mean I have to mark?
1: <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to figure this out. If baby Yoda ages more slowly, so one baby Yoda yeah. year is equivalent to 50 human years. Is that what we're talking about?
0: Right. Right. i think that's
1: right i get it I get it. thank you for helping me understand that well
0: i was thinking of it that way this morning now i didn't really think through it that hard so if somebody's somebody's gonna point out some flaw in my in my backward thinking
1: i I think that that's what they're getting at i think that's what they're trying to get at is that he ages it's it's similar to the way in which dogs or cats age faster than humans we age faster than he does because he's that species now let's get to this episode which was which was called episode 11 the heiress um Ooh. right that was the title of the episode yeah. and so we we pick up where we left off with mando and and um i should call him din, eh? should I should call him din um uh no din- nah, mando <laughs> and we by the way we don't know any characters or actors names so we're always. Well, we i'm stuff? getting better at it though and i'm starting to call her frog lady because i last week yeah. i was calling her lizard lady the entire episode but it's because i just watched that episode and i hadn't had yeah. a chance to read anything everyone else called her fro- frog lady she is a frog lady in the credits she's called frog, frog lady, lady yes believe. of course and then he even says during it i don't speak frog so there's uh, it's all references to frogs but i thought she looked like a salamander um, anyway, they're in the ship. They're they're limping their way across space to now. I have the name of the planet here. It is not Mon Calamari as we thought it would be. It is called um, Trask. The planet is called Trask, uh, where he delivers the frog lady and her eggs to um, to her loving husband. Now, before we got there, we had a great kind of landing scene. One thing I noticed actually this episode is that how similar the Razor Crest is in design to Serenity from Firefly. Did you notice that? Mm. I, I, I see that, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, Firefly, it's meant to look more like a horse in the nose of it, um, yeah. but I think because it's got those engines that come out the sides, it does, and especially when we see it kind of coming into the atmosphere upon, there's heat building up, it's like re-entry into the atmosphere. Uh, it looked a lot like a scene in uh, Serenity, in the movie Serenity, in which that happened to the to that ship. So there is that as well, So but he basically pulls... Kind of pulls off a land a, a, a crash landing, but not really. That was quite funny, actually. Uh, yeah, he, he good lands stuff. and then boom, falls into the ocean, and then they they pull him out with a great. That me, one of my favorite parts of this episode was that crane that was yes. clearly adapted from uh, an ad at Right? They they oh. like. Did you see that? Oh, I never, I didn't make the connection. I, but you're right. I think it's got to be. I think they took off, they chopped off the top of that adat and they built a crane on there so it can walk out into the harbor and pick up things that fall into the water. That was really cool. I love that. I, well, I just love the whole look of it. When it goes
0: under, like There's a lot of those, like you never know in the Mandalorian. If, like, oh, it goes under the water and it's like, is that are they doomed or is it airtight? And then it comes out and it's just kind of like everyone just kind of goes, oh god, what a bad driver or something. Yeah. Like, no, nobody, you don't know, you can't tell sometimes
1: if the stakes are like life and death or it's a joke. <laughs> well, even and, and we'll get to something, there's yeah, yeah. instances of that later on, yeah. Um, so then he uh he docks and talks to the the Mon Calamari who the this the creature, the, <laughs> the mechanic, the, the mechanic who's there. Um, who basically says I'll put some fuel in it or whatever. He had kind of a funny voice, um, and then he goes off to find. Um, he goes off to find the Mandalorians, right? He's told, you know, the the uh, Frog Man, Frog Lady's husband, uh, takes him into a bar. He sits down. He talks to a. Now, what are the other creatures called with the tentacles around their mouths? Um,
0: that that that's a Return of the Jedi
1: uh, creature. It is, but they also I believe they are also. Is it the Quarren or? Uh, or something. That might be. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Uh, something like Qu- that. Q-U-A-R-R-A-E-N. Corin Yeah. Quorin, yeah. Uh, because they also live on Mont Calamari. They're also native to that planet. So those, those are two species from the same planet that also seem to live here on Trask, wherever this is. I don't know if it's close to Mont Calamari or it was just colonized by these people, but it's, it's basically a water kind of centric port um, mm-hmm. where both of these species live. And so yeah, he's in the he's in the bar. He's talking to uh, a couple different people, and we have the little fun um, interaction with the soup. And that's kind of when one in, one episode one instance you're pretty sure it's not going to be serious. But the the uh, tentacle thing jumps out of the soup at Baby Yoda and, and puts a, you know sucks on his face or whatever. And then, of course the the classic line, "Don't play with your food." That that was good. That was a funny little
0: funny stuff. Yeah, I I love it, and it. It rem- and, by the way, this episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. I saw that. And she um, famously um, got Baby Yoda to drink the bone broth in the that was last right. season. Yeah. So she has two, two. her two episodes feature Baby Yoda sitting at a dinner table.
1: And, and uh, for better or for worse, acting goofy with the food. I love the efficiency of the serving setup. It's just a hose in the ceiling that you pull down yeah. and... Here you go. Here's your soup. It's like the only thing anybody ever orders. So that's all, all set up for that. It's pretty funny. That's that's the only thing on the menu. He's chowder. It was chowder. He said chowder. Chowder. There, there, there's actually only
0: one thing that drove me crazy about this episode, and it happens in that bar. What's Can you that? guess what it is? Um, I don't know. I'm no. All right, so we're gonna pick up the Frog Lady in the last episode. We are going to not be able to travel at light speed, or have to travel slowly. We're gonna have to come across a couple re- rebels and X-wing or, or uh, New Republic and the X-wings. We're weeks. gonna have to fight a spider. We're gonna have to like limp out of there. We're gonna have to do all this stuff, and then they go to the bar and it's like, nah, yeah, they're over. Th- uh, I think they might be over there. <laughs> they
1: kind of oh, I mean- va-
0: they vaguely point them in the direction of where they might.
1: <laughs> Where where some Mandalorians
0: had passed through. And
1: as it (laughs) turns out, it was not a good tip because he gets in trouble after that, right? So he gets, again, one of these quarrying quarrying guys uh, comes up to him and says, you know, I can take you there in exchange for It's going to cost you whatever. And he seems to have an unlimited amount of money. Um, So he gets in. This is where we see him on a boat with Baby Yoda. They're on a ship. They're cruising. And uh, of course, they are double-crossed by these guys. Now, I think this is this is the, the fundamental problem with what Din is trying to do here. He's walking around in what amounts to a suit of gold, right? Like this armor he wears is worth a lot of money, and anybody who sees him seems to want to try and kill him for it. Which is, uh, I just, it's got, it's gonna get old. If this keeps happening, it's gonna get old. Like I'm just saying, it happened two episodes in a row now that people are trying to trying to kidnap him for his armor, try to kill him for his armor. And it's just like, you know what? Even even in the first episode, it happened too, right? That yeah. that early, like when he goes down and he's talking to, to John Leguizamo, uh that whole thing, they were trying to get his armor as well. So it's just, you know, like, I thought, the, I thought the idea was you don't mess with the Mandalorian. The armor, yeah, they all wear this armor, but you don't mess with them because they're going to kill you. But that doesn't yeah. seem, hold true anymore.
0: Well, I think the reason that happens in so many episodes is also... It's, it's the storytellers reminding us that of the high stakes about what they're doing. And, and, and at the same time showing us that the Mandalorian still has issues in terms of protecting the child. He's too trusting. He's too trusting. Like every time he almost every time, there's a mark on them on him in terms of people who are after him. I think it's part of the way of turning the screws and, uh, on the characters
1: and making the plot, tightening up the plot, raising the stakes. Yeah, I'm just saying that they, they can't they can't have this keep happening like it's gonna it's gonna have to I, you know I liked I in know. season one when all of their uh, pucks started flashing
0: when they're all after the Mandalorian like yeah. oh, that was great because that showed you while well, they just put the call out to kill him so I like that right but, but you're right you're right there's always there,
1: there's lots of people who want to kill him or take his armor or or, or grab the child. Um, anyway, so then they go ahead, they, they try to grab them. They, they throw, they have a creature in the hull. The, the irony of them, they're in a ship on the water, but yet they have a hold full of water in which there's a creature in there that they have to feed. So, um, and they're like, Oh, come on, come on closer. Come on. <laughs> you know, something's going to happen there. Like come, on. like, come on, let the child get a look at it. And then they, they knock the child in the creature, um, eats it. I was worried about him there. Were you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Always, always worried about baby Yoda. And then they knock Mando in there as well, and he looks like he's screwed, and he is screwed. If it it wasn't for the Mandalorian, the other Mandalorian showing up at that moment to bail him out, he would have been dead. Like, there's no way he would have gotten out of that, right? Yeah, that's a good scene. It was. It was really good, yeah, because you're seeing it all from his perspective, and you see the Mm -hmm. three uh, Mandalorians show up. And, of course, these three Mandalorians, well, well, one of them, anyway, is one we have seen before. Yeah, I I thought it was going to be
0: Sabine, to tell you the truth. I did, too. I did, yeah. I thought that the mask, uh, the Mandalorian mask, put me in the mind of Sabine. And that just might be, I mean, I ne- uh, my memory for who has what insignia on the mask isn't good. Yep. But I thought that that's who that was just based on the color scheme and everything else. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, she
1: removes the mask and she is? Uh, Bo-Katan, right. uh, played by Katie Sockhoff. So fans of uh, Battlestar Galactica will rec- recognize her. She also did the voice for Bo-Katan. She's done the voice in, it's, it's a character that's appeared in, in Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah. And it's been Katie Sackhoff the whole time. So she's been carrying through with this, which is great. You know, great to see them yeah. using the same actor. When that happened, I thought I, my, my
0: heart went out to all the people who watched Rebels, who I'm sure were uh,
1: pleased as punch to see that character in real life. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of them did recognize the insignia on the helmet. Like, that was – it's pretty distinctive. The other two, you don't know who they are, but hers is – the design is pretty distinctive, right? Yeah. Um, so then she shows up and, and explains, and they take off their helmets, and he freaks out, right? Of course – Uh, but then, and we've talked about this in the past as to why, uh, in other Star Wars, um, properties like, like Rebels and Clone Wars, the Mandalorians have taken off their helmets. It's happened many, many times Mm -hmm. where, and then in this show, in the first season of this show, we're told that he, they never take off their helmets. And so they explain that here. They say, oh, he's one of them. He's like a, he's like a fringe, um, I don't know how you want to put this. Cultists, they called it. They? they called it a cult. Yeah, yeah, they called it like these people who want to kind of go back to the way uh, uh, it was or something like that. It's like he's go... wearing a red cap with "Make America Great Again" on it. <laughs> basically, the way they treated him. Oh no, he just found out he's part of. Uh, he's part of the Trump uh, supporters. Not as bad as the red baseball cap, but on its way. But he didn't know any better. That's no. the thing. He didn't know any better. This is the way he was raised, right? It occurs to me. That what we're doing is we're setting up Pedro Pascal to take off his helmet again. Yes, I, I think that's exactly what this is. And and maybe that was always the plan, and maybe that's what they told him when they hired him for this job, saying, yes, you'll have to go through most of the first two seasons with your helmet on, but then you're going to be okay with it, and yeah. he's going to start taking it off. But when so, it comes off, that's when you're going to win all kinds of awards, probably. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. That that's exactly how they're setting this up. So yeah. he will eventually be okay. He'll learn that there are other ways, other ways to be a Mandalorian, not just the yeah. way he was raised. And so they, yeah, basically they they fill him in on that. They fill him in on the backstory of her, a Bo Katan, who's uh, who's uh, the rightful heir of the throne of Mandalore. And yeah, she's, the dark she's, saber. She's, she's yeah, she's working to get that back, the dark saber back, but also to retake Mandalore. Yeah, no, just Mandalore is the name of the Mandalore. Planet, right? Yeah. Um, and so they're working to steal some weapons from the Empire to help them in their cause. And that's what—that's the deal they strike with with uh, Mando here is they say, you know, help us. And it's always, this again, this is a very, like, almost formulaic thing at this point. Help us do something and we'll help you. That's become the standard kind of mm-hmm. formula for this show. So they do that. They tell, you know, they, they, they want to hijack a Imperial. I don't know what kind of ship that was. We've never seen that ship before as far as the cargo ship goes. Like, just some kind of Imperial cargo yeah. ship.
0: And that's where I I have to say the scenery and the cinematography is
1: just gorgeous around all of that stuff. Just beautiful. It's CGI. It is. It's completely computer generated, but it looks just as good as the movies. It, It looked really, really good. The whole aspect of that. Yeah.
0: Insane. Like I kept marveling, especially during that little part. Uh, sort of right after he meets them and and you sort of get start to see the lay of the land I just thought that the scenery was unbelievable like I, you I, every time I watch it every
1: episode I marvel at what they're able to do on TV yeah. it's unreal yeah I agree and it's just they're just throwing like they're putting as much money into this as they would into a movie I think that's yeah. basically the answer to it yeah um so there you have that so they come up with a plan he agrees to it um and, and so she'll say she says she'll put him in touch with the Jedi right that's her that's her Thing. she's dangling in front of him carrot um and then they they go to do it they go to you know they and it was very simple and very quick they didn't there was not a lot of planning here it's like okay here it is we're gonna fly up we're gonna take it over like yeah. there, was, there was no big in you know like they had a little more planning in, in the episode last episode last season with uh with Bill Burr and the whole heist thing, they had a bit of a more of a plan. But this one is like in true Star Wars fashion. We're just going to jump in there and, and take it. It reminded
0: me of that episode, to tell you the truth, of the one you just mentioned. I thought of it for sure.
1: We're just going to go. We're going to take over the ship. We're going to shoot all these stormtroopers who can't hit the broadside of a bantha, as the as the one guy says. Great line. Um, and and then we're going to do that. And they do. They jump up there. They 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 fly up there, and they're um. Now I, the whole thing about them, oh, we have to wait till this. I, I can't remember. There was this whole thing about, oh, we can't stow a board because they scan for life forms. That whole thing didn't seem to be an issue. Like, I don't know why we even needed to bother with that. Because oh, they, just, they just flew up there and got on yeah. the ship. There was no problem. And they took, they took those um, stormtroopers pretty Easy. handily. Yeah. yeah. No problems. Um, but we do see, I don't, did you recognize the actor who plays the Imperial officer? Oh, yeah. Officer? I was pumped. <laughs> because that, that is none other. And uh, his name's is it Christopher Titus? Yes. Uh okay. wait. Oh, I have it here. Have Titus right? Titus Welliver, Oh,
0: is. oh, pardon me. Christopher that's a different actor I was thinking of. You're right, yep. right, right. Um that guy plays um on Amazon Prime, he plays Bosch yep. the cop and that is in it's like 10,000th season on Amazon <laughs> this is Prime. It
1: sort of, started in 2014, so 6 seasons.
0: 6 seasons, but it seems like a thousand. Yep. And I I um I watched 5 episodes of that once. Uh, and I really enjoyed them. It's a, I, I probably will get back to that show. But but he's got a very distinct look and delivery. He's perfect as an imperial guy. Oh yeah, and he. And yeah. it,
1: but it was. It's a, like He's been in so many things. He's very familiar to a lot of people. Um. Yeah. He was in suits. He's in. Uh, he did. He did a couple episodes of Agents of Shield. Um. He's been in the Transformers movies. What else? A bunch. I'm just looking at his um, his uh, IMDb here. The Good Wife. Sons of Anarchy, he's he's got Lost. Oh, he was in Lost. Sons of Anarchy. Oh, he was it. in Lost. He was the man in black in Lost. Right. That's what I really remember him from.
0: Oh, he's been right. in everything. He's yeah. he's 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 been in everything. And I always make a joke about Bosh, uh, uh, about him saying like shooting a guy and going, "You've been boshed." Like, <laughs> like like I think like I think they could do more with that on that show. Yeah. They do, he never does say that, but you know, don't cross Bosch if you don't want to get boshed in your Bosch. <laughs> You know, it's just a weird name for a show, but uh, but uh, but I was happy to see him. I'll tell you because I was just great. Be- yeah yeah. yeah. And
1: so and then and they're struggling. They're like, okay, well, let's you know. And they had some and some more really fun moments in oh, there. Yeah. We're like, oh, we've trapped them. Like they're like Yeah, <laughs> the guy's like, we've trapped them in the cargo control hangar in the what? And yeah. then the 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 cargo doors <laughs> open and they all go flying out of there like. come That's on, it's so funny. Great Star Wars <laughs> moment, and I also like the actor who said.
0: All the doors, all the doors, like, like, he's, he's,
1: like, he's shut the door, he's, shut the door. Yeah. Like, what did you expect was going to happen, buddy? You're sitting there waiting yeah. for them, and then they'd open something. He's like, ah, it's like the close the blast doors, close the blast doors. Yeah, that he's a thing. classic
0: imperial coward. Yeah, so I like that. That was really good. I really like the imperial officers in this episode. There weren't many of them the, the no, two that could, no, and we Lisa... don't, I
1: mean, we don't get to see them very often yeah. in this series because they're kind of the empire kind of far and few between, like, there's not a ton of them out there, but I think it's really interesting that the empire is like. As transporting weapons off this planet yeah. which is with, within flying distance of wherever those x-wings were right so you know like there's a co- potential conflict there and like, maybe the x-wings don't know what's going on like the um the um, new republic doesn't know about this but yeah. like it's very very close like you, you you know you should get wind of it at some point that the yeah. the uh, imperials are trying to take weapons off so the the goal is for the mandalorians to take these weapons and to use them um, to fight for the freedom of their planet. But then they get on there and they, they accomplish that. And all that's left is to take over the cockpit. And they didn't need to do that. They could have just taken the cases and left. But then um, Katie Sackhoff's character is like, nope, we need to find out where the Darksaber is. And we knew that that's, that's what she was going after when she said that. So he, she's like, I need to find out where it is. and um, And there's a whole history there that we don't know about because mm-hmm. all she said to the guy was, does he have it? So she knows who has it. And he even says, if you have to ask, then you already know. Um, so there's, you know, and, and we know it's, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Moff Gideon or something like that? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, um, Gus Fring. Yeah. And, uh, and so he is the one who's talking to them on the hologram before Uh, basically saying no you guys are screwed um it was good to see him again oh yeah for sure no but and and the mission he's like we need reinforcements and then he's like no you're if you if they've taken over that much of the ship you're screwed just just scuttle the whole thing and it's like okay so he does he kills the pilots and he goes to crash the ship yeah suicide Uh, mission like come on that he really (laughs) took a turn hey well and it's interesting to me that there's some people within the empire who are still that loyal like that that is the kind of loyalty that this guy is built even though the empire is done what right. I expected was that Bosch, I'm going to call him Bosch. What sure. I expected was that Bosch would see the writing
0: was on the wall and then swing a deal with yeah. the Mandalorian. I thought for sure, I thought he's going to prove himself to be a sniveling little coward. But what I certainly didn't expect was he'd be a suicide bomber.
1: Yeah. That he was prepared to just take the whole thing down. And then yeah. when he when they stop it, they break in there and stop it from crashing. He has his own little poison, electric. Elect, yeah. it's not a poison pill, it's like an electrocution pill. It's like a fake tooth, you know. They have those fake teeth and they bite them and and he like electrocutes himself. It was electric cyanide, an electric cyanide belt.
0: But at first, I was confused at first because I thought that she did it to him. I was confused about how that went down, and then I was like, Oh, no, no, wait a sec, he bit something. He had it in his mouth, yeah. It was
1: a suicide thing for sure. Boy, he was intent on suicide, that guy, yeah. Well, I mean, his, his boss told him to, right? Basically, he said, Um. Although I would have, I would have had a self-destructing or something in that ship. I think I would have done that to make sure. But never mind. Anyway, so then he dies, and they they give man is again. It is a somewhat shorter episode. Um, and they point Mando in the direction of Ahsoka Tano, which is something we know that they we know that Bo Katan knows Ahsoka. They've they've been, become friends in the series and the other series. So he sent him off to. I have the planet here. Hold on. I'm surprised they telegraphed that that's where they were going in this episode. Well, it's going to happen at some point, right? Yeah. We know that it's going to happen. Sooner rather than later. Yeah, she's so, and I mean, that's this is kind of the midway point of, this, of the season. So this could be, this could be like what kind of dictates the last few episodes of the season. So it says here that um, she's on the planet of, oh, Caladan. I don't know what that is. Caladan. C-A-L-A-D-A-N. And last time we saw Ahsoka, this is actually this this piece that I'm reading here reminded me the last time we saw Ahsoka, she had gone off with Sabine to search for Ezra. So do you think we're gonna see an Ezra appearance here in this? Uh... I don't think so. No. Okay.
0: I think I think it's Ahsoka and that and, and Ahsoka alone. I don't think I I'd be shocked to see the the rebels crew. I think that would take this show. It could well maybe not, but it, it could take the show into a different realm to see all of them i think i think it's got to just be ahsoka and i think it's got to be um they, they they i mean she she alone is the most popular character to be spun off out of any sort of animation or anything yeah so i think i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're gonna water it down i think they're gonna focus on her i think they have to
1: well the thing is you can see where this goes logically yeah. like like th- he's going to go Ahsoka is going to absolutely recognize Yoda for what he baby Yoda right? for what he is. She knows who Yoda is. She she worked she was like she was they fought alongside each other in the Clone mm-hmm. Wars. So they know. She knows that Yoda is. Um but does she know where the planet is? Probably not. I would think I don't think Ahsoka necessarily knows where the planet of Yodas is. So, you know, no. what what help is she going to be? She's just going to put put them on to another she's going to send them on to another person. Well, well, but here's the exciting
0: thing. Somewhere across the universe Luke Skywalker is starting his Jedi Academy and uh that's and I think probably my wildest dreams the last the last episode of the Mandalorian for season two has Mark Hamill in it that, that would be like oh my god it would just be too much but um but I, I don't know I don't know about that the other thing though is episode four remember the rumor was that something happens in episode four and they're worried that it's gonna. That was the rumor online. They're worried, oh, yeah. and they and they said uh, so. That's the next episode, and they said, pa, uh, pa, uh, "What's his name? Pedro Pascal um, is going is not happy because his face isn't on the show, and he quit." And so they killed him in the in episode four. That was the rumor there, and I'm only saying it because I think it's bullshit. I don't think I, I you know, the that was a rumor generated by one single person. So let's start with that. Uh, Pedro Pascal has been promoting the shit out of it on his Twitter account. He doesn't seem like he's disgruntled to me. Um, But what I'm concerned about. So when I thought about that, I was like, okay, what really could change in episode four? And what I was thinking is what could really change is he could hand baby Yoda over to Ahsoka and then and then leave and then go his own way. And then maybe we don't see baby Yoda again until uh, next season. That would be a huge creative risk. I mean, I'm trying to think what would be a huge creative risk or they're concerned that seeing Ahsoka in real life isn't going to appeal to the fans or I oh, don't know. I wh- can't see that being the case. No, I, mean, I don't. I, I don't either.
1: think you get rid of like Baby Yoda is the cash cow right now. Like there's yeah. so much Baby Yoda merch out there. Every time I go out, which is not often these days because we're in lockdown. No, it's not but often. When, when we go out, I do see lots of different Baby Yoda merch. Plus every influencer I follow uh, got their Baby Yoda, their their Sideshow Collectibles Baby Yoda figure. Have you seen that on uh, on the internet uh-huh. uh, everywhere? I Everyone's have. Everyone's unboxing that. Adam Savage was one of the people I follow. He was unboxing that. And they have him come with, like, it's a, it's a really nice life-size Baby Yoda figure. Very realistic with even little wisps of hair on the top of his head. And he comes with the little knob of the... Control Lever or whatever from Mando Ship. Um, so that was out there that last week as well. But I think that I don't think they would get rid of Baby Yoda at this point. I think that Mando has to see Baby Yoda all the way through to the end of his quest. Like that's what he's gonna do. So he's gonna, no matter what, he's not gonna just leave him although he's okay with leaving Baby Yoda with people. (laughs) Like he left them with the lizard people, or the sorry, the frog people for a little bit during this episode, which I again I thought I don't know. It was so weird. I'm like, are they going to have him eat one of their children? Like, is he really going to do? Like, that's what the, kind of they were hinting at. You see, again, he baby, he presses his face up against the glass of the jar, looking at the eggs. <gasps> one of them hatches. <gasps> What's this? And then, um, and then they have him playing with, like, the baby frog and the thing. I'm like, he's going to eat it. He's eaten frogs before. What's going on here? But you they know? did. They played with that idea. But maybe they didn't really show that he
0: learned anything.
1: No, like they because I think did, he was just waiting yeah. for his opportunity. Yeah. If they had turned away, he probably would have eaten it. I was worried that that's where it was going,
0: and especially since um the it's such a the frog couple are very nice, but they're very nice except I I don't think their information was solid enough to justify every. Everything. <laughs> no, no, not at all.
1: I think they were pretty dodgy and shaky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a bad lead by uh, and then and it goes all the way back to uh, to uh, what's her face <laughs> budget Ripley. Um, yeah. Uh, who gave who like knew them for 10 minutes and, and gave the ref, reference i am good judge of character well yeah but not not a good judge of who has accurate information about stuff yeah they were there they seem like a nice couple but holy they go out of their way
0: to accommodate that trip and and they got the vaguest instructions about how to find mandalorians that, that you would want I they, the intel should have been like oh yeah one time they came through town the intel should have been they live over there let me walk you to the house like
1: <laughs> or, yeah or so like, let me send you let me send you to another bar that you could have found on your own yes like you didn't need that all they had to say was which planet it was on yeah he lands there goes into the bar and finds out the information on his own he doesn't need yeah. the the frog people to get there. He could have traveled at light speed too, to get there. Yeah. There's so much more that could have happened, but I mean, <laughs> that whole episode could have not happened. Right. But maybe, he, maybe though, maybe the frog people will be important later on. Maybe there's something coming up. Maybe, but also it, d- it does show that he's willing to do that for one,
0: one life that hatched out of the eggs that were there. Right. And, and so, and that once again is the parallel to what he's doing by protecting little baby Yoda. But, uh, but that's why I'm concerned what happens in the next episode? Does he just hand little baby Yoda over and say farewell? Do, no, do they give so. us a tearjerker in episode four? I mean, for
1: all we know, he might not even get there next episode. Like it might be yeah. a couple more episodes oh, before true. he gets there. So who knows? I think they happen. have to. I think I don't think you can say they're going to see Ahsoka and then not show
0: that in the next episode. Okay. That if they I mean, were if they were like, There's a mysterious Jedi we need to find, then I'd be like, Yeah, it's gonna take a few episodes. Okay. But if they name her and they basically telegraphed to fans. Yes, it's next week. Set your VCRs. Set your VCRs,
1: <laughs> set, set your VCRs set, for D+. Set your alarm for 6 a.m. like Kenton does. And, and, and text me at 7.30 in the morning to tell me. I actually woke up this morning at 6 a.m. without an alarm and it, okay. <laughs> for
0: two reasons number one was i knew that the the mandalorian was up the second was um they're they're building a structure in my neighborhood that and i'm going to go fight city hall about oh and I, yeah and I, okay. yes and i was and uh the sign the zoning variant sign went up yesterday so all night i was thinking about like what how i was gonna fight it <laughs> that's awesome
1: good luck with that that's so, awesome uh, that uh, that you're doing that
0: well it's my que- it's my quest in my everyday life, and uh, who knows, <laughs> it might be as successful as Mando's. You're trying to stop the Empire from moving in. I'm Just... trying to do that. I try to do that every day. <laughs> they, but oh, we forgot about the very last scene of the show. What was that? A little sea urchin has made its way. Oh, first of all, okay. first of all, the repair job was terrible. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they did a horrible job. He says something like those damn ca- mon calamari or something like he. Yeah. He made a slur against Admiral Akbar's species. Do they have a reputation for not doing a job, a good job? I don't know. Well, it's it just like, like when we, do. we go to the mechanic or whatever, we're like those bastards who own those shop. Although no, I shouldn't say that because Penner auto body on Corden is an absolute delight, but uh, there's been many times that I've gone to other places where
1: it's been a nightmare. But usually what it is, is they charge you an arm and a leg to get the job done. Yeah. Not, I gave you a thousand credits and this is all you did. Like yeah. I felt, I, to be fair, I feel like Mando should have got a work order and signed off on it first before he approved the uh, approved the uh, repair work. Didn't get right? an estimate. You got to get an estimate. You can't yeah. just kind of go from like, here, do what you can. Give him, give him a thousand yeah. credits and do what you can. It's like, no, mm. They did the absolute worst. That's inviting the worst possible job. And then the mechanic holds out the
0: iPad for him to approve the purchase to sign, or whatever. Yeah, to say, to yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's like a mechanic too. In yeah. the in the end, they just want to be paid. They don't really care if you have any issue with what they did.
1: And and they know that you probably don't know the specifics of what they did anyway. So who cares? Although you think he knows enough about his own ship to, to fix it. Like he has been able to fix it in the past. And yeah. he's actually literally put that thing back together twice now, I guess. Yeah. Because it was paid, pulled apart by the Jawas back in uh, in the first season. So... Right, uh, ship, that ship's been through hell. It's like the Millennium times. Falcon; it's always getting beat up. Yeah, that's right. And I heard some sound effects. I mean, did you hear the sound yes. effects while it's running? It's like like it sounded a little bit like they used some of the Podracer racer sound effects in there, and kind of other things that we hear, like when the Falcon is like the in in solo when the Falcon's like breaking down and falling apart. Those that whole thing, I felt like they used some of those sounds in this as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's very cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and and then of course the sea urchin.
1: You're right, and I thought again, at this time I thought, Oh, this is gonna be yeah. you know, he's coming after Baby Yoda and then, you know, Mando grabs it and then Baby Yoda eats it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> It's another joke. It's another eating joke.
0: And I think that's the, that shows us that little baby Yoda is just a hungry little baby and will eat virtually anything. He meant nothing personal with the eggs. He's just hungry. Yeah. And I think he's- he looked at the he saw the new life being born and he
1: realized That he shouldn't be eating the eggs, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's becoming a vegan. I was waiting for the, like, Mando knocks on the door. The two parents turn away. And I was waiting for Baby Yoda to snap that thing up and eat that little tadpole. (laughs) I thought so, too. I didn't want it to happen, though, because it was already a scandal from last week. Yeah, because then then Mando has to, like, get out of there and and deal with the angry parents. Um, What else I was going to say about that? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the Baby Yoda with eggs toys that are out there? There's There's a vinyl, a Pop Funko Pop. Yes, of it of of baby Yoda with a little jar of of uh, frog eggs, which they, is pretty funny. They anticipated that being a hit. Maybe they were surprised that people uh, people are so sensitive these days. Oh, I'm sure they were surprised. I don't think I I was joking. I don't think it was that much of an uproar, but there were people well, who were kind of upset about it.
0: Oh no, I think I think there was enough because I listened to podcasts last week too that where the that where folks were disturbed by it okay. or whatever. And and part of what disturbed them was it was being played for laughs that that he was gulping them down. But, you know,
1: life is cheap in the Star Wars galaxy, I think. I think we know that, don't we? That you basically. yeah. Um, and also, they are not, until they are fertilized, they're just like eggs. Just right. Just like regular egg, chicken eggs that we eat. Some people don't like that either. Some people don't like well, that either. And that could be where all the trouble starts. Yeah, maybe. I it could guess.
0: be. <laughs> well plus last week they ate a big steak. Remember? They ate the yeah. big, they fricasseed the steak. Yeah. The dragon steak or whatever it now,
1: was. Now uh, these are just these are all going to be new menu items at Galaxy's Edge, at <laughs> Disney World. Watch, just watch when everything opens back up again. They're going to have frog eggs. Yeah, as a dish you can order that. And they it comes will. in a jar. You can scoop out and eat them just like Baby Yoda. Frog eggs, not fro- frog legs. Right, exactly. Like Baby Yoda, we would eat those too. So we do think that he's going to run into Ahsoka next. Uh, oh, I think episode? so. I think it's yep. going to happen
0: in that episode. Now, what happens as a result of that? I don't, oh, man, I don't know. I'm interested, but
1: well, I, I mean, if you think about where Ahsoka's ties are, like she 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 knows Sabine. Um, I don't think Sabine's going to be able to help him out that much because she's kind of in the same camp as these Mandalorians that he met this episode. Um, but uh, and the other thing—the only other person Ahsoka knows—I mean, Yoda's dead. Um, Darth Vader's Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not gonna, you know, uh, send him. Oh, Darth Vader's dead too at this point, right? Everyone's dead, right? Um, so maybe she will send him towards the new Republican Luke and that kind of stuff because she must be aware of that at some point, or maybe she's not. I don't know. Ah, uh, no, you think she would be at that point? You I mean, think be, so? But yeah. I mean, I don't know how information. Again, we've never established like the news network of Star Wars, right? We don't know how news travels like, we've seen a little bit of it but we saw the second Death Star blow up right uh, as
0: uh, seen by our friend Corn on the Cob And then last episode
1: we saw John King on the map he was showing the Death Star map no? Yes. and he was like zooming that in was, and out of the different sectors
0: they know the Death Star 2 blew up but they're unaware of some of the smaller details of that battle they're
1: still counting they're still yeah. counting the pieces of the Death Star <laughs> that's right oh man so bad they're still counting so the pieces bad. that blew up
0: yeah. and no, they're uh, and there's probably like Palpatine's probably walking around going like I won. No, I won. What are you talking about? <laughs> I,
1: won. I won. That star didn't blow up. Yeah. We're putting. See, it's, yeah. right. it's being put back together right now.
0: I won by many, many votes. <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: gonna have to talk about that at some point. We keep putting off meeting nerds to do Star Wars, but at some point we're gonna have to talk about this whole election thing.
0: Yeah, it's a
1: f- and- it, well, it's a coup now, but it, it yeah. started as an election. Let's let, let's let it play out first, and then we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> see happens. What- yeah. We'll wait a couple more weeks or a couple more months as it turns out. We'll just have to wait till January twentieth. Speaking of Mr. Toad's wild ride, that's that's that there's nothing wilder than what's going on in the US right now. Yeah. I just hope it ends soon. You know what? I know just realizing that next week we have both the we're gonna have to do Star Wars Nerds again next week because next week yeah. we have both the episode on the Mandalorian and the holiday special, the Lego holiday special coming out. So we'll have to talk about that as Gotta well. Gotta do it. All right. Well And then and then me. oh well, maybe we could do two podcasts in one day. We keep saying that, but I don't know. <laughs> no. We'll see how the we'll see how much marking I have to do. We're always tired by the time Friday rolls around, but i just want to put this out there because I've been meaning to make recommendations. We haven't done that for a long time because we haven't done media nerds. Yeah. But the one recommendation I will put out there that's not Star Wars related, but I still really loved it was um, was, was True Seekers. Have you seen this yet? No. Truth True Seekers, Truth Hunters? I don't remember. Truth Seekers, I think it's called. And it's on Prime. And it stars Nick Frost and, and Simon Pegg. Although Simon Pegg has got a, a smaller role, but it's 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 written and produced by them. It's a series about ghost hunters that is genuinely scary. It has genuinely scary moments and and like horror film moments it's fiction it's fictional oh yeah it's fiction Nick Frost plays this guy who's a cable repairman by day and by night he's a ghost hunter and he kind of runs into the he just kind of meets these other people it's so funny and it's really interesting and it's got like a Dirk Gently vibe to it I'm talking about the series Dirk Gently not the books but it's, it's got this like a weird British kind of comedy supernatural comedy it's really fun so if you if you're into that kind of stuff definitely check that out oh cool. i really enjoyed it and it's fast it's like eight episodes and you're done eight half hour episodes and you're done so oh, really, well, really quick watch
0: that sounds good and the reason i asked you if it's real or fictional was because just the other day i said remember all those supposed reality shows where they're running around houses finding ghosts do you remember mm-hmm. those yeah. like that what, what that was a waste of like six years of time I think they're still gonna, going.
1: Are they not still going they? with those? All the, I don't know. I heard a creak. This show is meant to make fun of those people, kind of, although yeah. there are real ghosts in it. Like there are real yeah. supernatural events in it. So it's kind of it's kind of making fun of them, but also validating them in a little way. <laughs> um, but it, it makes fun of the characteristics. Like Nick Frost is your, is your typical type of person that would do that kind of show. So yeah. that's kind of what they're making fun of. But I, I really loved it. I thought it was a great a great show. Well, so excellent. Excellent recommendation. Just had to get that out there. I love it. And in the meantime, we'll keep watching The Mandalorian, and we'll keep uh, uh, watching out for Star Wars stuff. Any new toys or anything that you've seen lately?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, there's I've, I have saw Captain Crimson, the red. I saw that, too. Yeah. I saw
1: your post about that, and I was yeah. in Toys R Us, and they had a whole series yeah. of these colored stormtroopers, which you, I'd never heard of. Nope, me neither. Um, I don't know what they're from. I don't know if they're from the Are, movies or the
0: shows or what. I think they might be from the theme park. And they're oh. uh, and they're they're now because they can't sell the merch there anymore because of yeah. COVID and everything. So I think they're they've got wider distribution. So that okay. that to me is the one I you know I've been seeing like cool like one cool figure a week showing up that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. But um, they're and they're okay. But there's nothing. I asked at GameStop. Um, I was like, yeah, do you ever get the Mandalorian figure? And that's really like the last one I want to get. But it's like. And I'll get whatever, whichever one they have—the new armor, the old armor. I was like, I kind of want one of those in my collection. And the guy's like, Oh, no, 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 you can't do it. Can't do it. Can't find it. Can't get it. And I was like, Fine. And he's like, Even people who order it can't get it. Like, just to dissuade me from even ordering it. He's like, No, nah, I don't even bother. Don't order it. Come back here every week and ask. But yeah, but part of <laughs> and it was when like, you Can't find it? Buy something else. I was like, Can you find it on Amazon or eBay? Don't even try. Don't even look. Like, like he's that guy. All right. He just wanted to say no to every possible
1: idea. Uh, like I said, there is a ton of Baby Yoda merch out there. Different yeah. dolls, different, oh, yeah. different figures. Um, and, of course, there's the games as well. I posted about these games I saw when I was at Toys R Us. They had um, a ba- uh, um, Star Wars themed or a Mandalorian themed Trouble. The game Trouble mm-hmm. with a little dome you pop. the. It's I mean, it's Trouble. There's n- mm-hmm. I don't know how they can make this other than having a photo of Baby Yoda on it. I don't know how they can make this Star Wars themed. But they also had Baby Yoda Operation. And it's, what's interesting about that one is that I didn't show the back of the box, but instead of like pulling out organs from the person like you do in normal operation, you're taking things away from Baby Yoda. So it's like oh, yeah. a Baby Yoda and all these little things like a frog and a ball, the, the knob for the thing. And your job is to take these things away from him before he can grab it and presumably eat it. That's great. <laughs> I love that. That's a great idea for but a But it game. doesn't include any frog eggs because that was this was made before the second Aww. season began. So it's got the frog. It's got the, it's got the frog from the first season. It's got some other stuff in there. Maybe some, I think it's got bone broth. I don't know why. I don't know why you would want to keep the bone broth away from Baby Yoda. That's good for him, but whatever.
0: I saw somebody online a few weeks ago going, why is everybody calling soup bone broth all of a sudden? It sounds terrible or something. And I was like, ah, if somebody not watching The Mandalorian doesn't know. That's, yeah. that, that day, everybody decided, I'm going to call all soup bone broth. <laughs> it, just, it sounds funny. It sounds like it sounds like a Star Wars meal, but close enough to Planet Earth. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mind.
1: absolutely. Yeah, I love cool. it. Cool. All right, I think that's gonna do it. I eh? think so. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vadimankar. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. How are you? TK <laughs> <laughs> four two one. You copy? Now I am the master.